That was great Spanish, man. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Como estas? Do you know how to say thank you in Spanish? Gracias. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I can yeah, Mars. Uh, <laughs> good. Honestly, that's like half the battle. <laughs> okay. So I went to the movies yesterday um, to see uh, to see Scream 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I I go to so there's like to so like the big chain the the big uh, uh, cinema chain in Mexico is called Cinepolis, and they're not just in Mexico because I went to Dallas earlier in the year and I saw one there so you know they've expanded. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I I love the chain. I I I go that, that that's like my go to. It's the closest one I have. I am a black card carrying member of that of that chain. <laughs> Uh-huh. No lie, it's right here. Oh shit! You actually, ladies and gentlemen, Chema actually has a black card. Hell and yeah. hold on, hold on. The numbers are the numbers don't do three, shit. Like, eight, five, zero. The numbers don't do shit. They're just they're, they just sync to my to my to my point system. Anyway, this is not this is not promotion for them, but I just want to say, black card carrying member. Like you start, like you can get a a blue one. That's the starting one, and then you build up point. Until you get a gray one, and then you get the uh, the black one, which is this. And I've had it since like pre-pandemic, because I <laughs> live in the theater. I like literally this year, I've gone like twice a week. Uh, I hate you. I hate you for the for the free time that you have to go. It's not just free time because I don't have free time. This is just what I do, and like I excuse it because I say it's work related. Um, <laughs> also, because movie theaters are like stupidly cheap compared to the U.S. Like, I hate you. I hate you so goddamn much. Like a theater to a, like a showing to a normal screening is like the equivalent of like three bucks in the U.S. Yeah. So folks, anyway. this will be the last time we have Chema on the show. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this, is, this is why I watch so many movies. Anyway, I went there yesterday, and you know it's all good. I went to the earliest screening, which was at two p.m., and it was just me and three other dudes. Okay. Like, <laughs> Not two, not dudes in like dates, not the no, completely four separate dudes by themselves taking the decision <laughs> to watch this movie. I thought I was by myself, and then it was three other dudes. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, I show up, and before and while I'm getting there, I get this email from Sinopolis who, who who's telling me, "Hey, we have a new promotion." So here's the thing: to celebrate the release of Shazam two in theaters we're gonna have this promotion where if you order a medium-sized combo and then you yell shazam at the person who's selling you the combo they will upgrade that to like the maxi combo that's pretty badass though it's pretty badass but just imagine being a worker and having no idea that this is happening and then you get like all this man children ordering medium-sized combos just to on purpose say yell at your face like imagine like not having any idea of what's happening and then having that they don't pay they don't pay those people enough (laughs) (laughs) and i think they should so Uh, so actually i have a question that would make it real douchey what if you pay for the medium they give you the medium and then you yell Shazam. Then they're like, you motherfucker, now I have to take this back. Yeah, that, that is exactly what would happen. Yeah. Oh, God. I want that, though. You want, I want to I want to a, to a yes. minimum wage worker. Okay, I wouldn't yell it. I'd be like, come here, come here, come here. Grab them by the head. Shazam, bitch. 
I don't know if the Mikey would pick that up, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I did. I, I, I did hear it. Um, and then, <laughs> and then that came out, and then a bunch of memes started rolling out. Like they showed like this picture of this one guy with like an explosion in front of him, mm-hmm. and it said like the poor, the poor Sinopolis <laughs> worker watching a lightning bolt strike the person in front of him <laughs> because because he yells just Sam while getting a, a bigger combo. You know, that would actually be a badass thing for DC to do. Like, if they were like, look, we'll take a lower percentage, but in exchange, you do this. Yeah. And then uh, and then it's it's like a like this was mandated by DC because when the move when the trailers were showing, we got an ad featuring Sakura Levi, like in the full Shazam get up, and he's like, Hey, Sinapolis to all our fans in Mexico, if you yell Shazam, like you get the bigger call. This was ordered by Warner Brothers. Like, this is wow, okay. Like, like yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna do that in like AMCs and stuff, but they're doing it here. So mm. yeah, if, interesting. If they were straight up, if they do it, I will record myself doing it at the theater. You better leave those guys tip. <sighs> I was in tip. Money tip. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um you just reminded me of like a very obscure moment in my life, in my college life bad or good uh not bad not good just interesting what happened all right so <laughs> i'm opening this door walk through we clear we clearly don't have enough things to say about this movie so we're just stalling no so when i was like a, <laughs> what when i was like a sophomore in college i had a big i had a crush on this girl uh that that i knew in college and uh we would randomly like bump into each other or like see each other in, like halls and like or like in campus and stuff. And I I had a, I had a crush on her, so I was like uh, like whenever we would talk, I would just be like, oh, da, 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 da. you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Chema. So what? Yeah. No, like you're acting like Chema. No, 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 no. Like like I'm I'm weak until I actually like the person. Anyway, uh, so like I'm <laughs> strong until I like the person. Yeah. But anyway, we were we were standing in the library. You know the library. Uh, yeah. Well, like 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 the bottom floor, like where the uh, like where the library store is. You know the the vending machines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we were there. We were talking, and she tells me like, "Hey, I just got a job at this uh, this Texas Roadhouse place." Like I, like I, I like I I started. Why? <laughs> Did you not hear that sound blast? No. Oh, never mind then. Okay. I, I um, thought I sorry, I thought Fernie had sent a message about Scream. My bad. Okay. Um, no, so so she tells me like, hey, I started like because uh, she tells me like, hey, I got a job at this at Texas Roadhouse, like as a waitress. And I was like, oh cool, cool. Because like we're just updating on each other's lives, like every time you see someone. Yeah. And she and I tell her, like, oh, I've never been to Texas Roadhouse, like I've never been there. Uh I was like 19, 20. And and she tells me like uh like, oh, uh, you should come by, like, yeah, yeah, uh, like and I go like, yeah, sure. And then she goes, she goes, I can get you hooked up on some pretty amazing service in exchange of a good tip. And I, my brain just went like, like, I, like, like, like immediately. I think the other thing, I think I just stood there for like too long, like, like not long <laughs> enough, but like too long. And I just went tip. <laughs> and, God damn it, Shiva. Yeah. Wait. Uh, okay. Dumb question. Yeah. Because I know there are cultural differences. Do they tip in Mexico? Because I've heard in certain places you don't, other places you do it. But if you do, it's rude. You like, tip what? in most places. Yeah. 
No, because okay, I know like in Europe it's considered rude to tip because you're basically saying they some people in some countries in Europe they take it like, are you saying they don't pay me enough? Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's why because know. you know why because they pay them right there. <laughs> uh, fair, fucking fair, yeah. I guess. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. We need to raise the minimum wage in, in America. God damn it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's the uh, that's the story of the tip. Oh man, should we should we get started on this Oscar movie? Yeah. I'm speaking Welsh. Anyway, let's go. Boo! <laughs> Your boos mean nothing. I've seen what makes you cheer. <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, motherfucker? What you got? Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I'm Eddie. And this, reviewing The Whale, this is the rollback. So, The Whale, directed by Darren Aronofsky, a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity. Obesity? Obesity. 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 Uh, I I am sorry, English. It's, it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't try. It's just I have no respect for the English language. Attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. So we have Brendan Fraser, Sadie Singh, Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins, uh, Samantha Morton, Sathya Sheridan, Jason Sink, and Willem Shodek starring in the whale, the near the new movie by. Non known trauma director Darren Aronofsky, director of Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, uh, The Wrestler, uh, and Noah for some fucking reason. Um, yeah, so this is his new movie. Uh, it's, it's being hyped up uh, for the performance by one uh, Brendan Fraser, and uh, it's definitely. Uh, uh, a movie that is being a lot, a lot talked about. It's got very few. Nom- it's got a couple of nominations at the Oscars. It's got like three, and uh, but definitely is one of the most talked about performances of the of the year. It's one of the favorites to win Best Actor. Uh, I saw it a couple weeks ago. You saw it uh, this week. Uh, what did you think about it, man? I think if you take out. I don't know. There's some good performances, but is it a great movie? No. Okay. Like, it's complicated, man. Like, it's very complicated. Um, Interesting story. Great performance. But somehow it still doesn't feel incredible. And I don't know why. But it doesn't. Not even in a low-key, smaller movie kind of way? No. Because... No, okay. I don't know. the movie is based on a play, so yeah. and you could totally see this as a play, like it all oh, takes place. Oh my god, that makes so much sense because it's a bottleneck. A bottle, bottle. Oh, sorry, bottle. sorry, it's a bottle movie. Yeah, sorry, it's a bottle yeah. movie. That makes so much sense. I'm like, why the fuck don't we ever leave the house? Like to follow the other characters. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, it was based on a play, and uh, and then it was done this time as a movie. Uh, uh, I like how low key it was. I like how how small it was. Like th- this movie has like, had a very small budget, and you can tell a lot was 
done to just make this a, a little apartment like almost a character in itself. Like it is like the way that it's designed to just help him move around a very small place. Like you mm-hmm. can see like where it's got like the handles so so, so he can like lie down and, 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 and get back up. Uh, it's definitely a smaller movie uh, to contrast how big like the main character is. Like, and I think it's done on purpose. That's why also the aspect ratio is done like that, like to make, to make you feel trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I I like how simple it was, honestly. Like between between Aronofsky's other movies, I like how low key and small this one was. Uh, it feels like a rebirth after doing uh, Mother, which is his previous movie, mm-hmm. which felt uh, which was very very polarizing, uh, as, as as all of his movies have been. Uh, but this one, I feel like I don't know accessible. I don't know because uh, you know how I see it. Like I, I always use my family as like the everyday go to uh, uh, audience. Like we're gonna see this as like you know, uh, oh, it's an Oscar baby movie. <clears throat> my my family wanted went to go see it, and they were like, oh, you know, great. Like we like we liked it, but it's definitely gonna be polarizing for people who care a lot about this. I think. Well, I, so should we talk about some of the controversy surrounding the film before we jump into the story? You want to like, talk about that fat suit? The, well, I don't know if you want to discuss that before or after uh, we talk about the actual film. Watch, I mean, might as well. Uh, we're there. So, uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, so, so the, just that there were some allegations that Darren Aronofsky might be quote-unquote fatphobic for presenting... A character that is, uh, you know, very obese, um, portraying possibly anti-fat stereotypes. Um, there's some controversy as far as like Brandon Fraser, like should you be taking on this role? And I mean, in media after the fact, like, oh, you're just portraying fat people as if they're all sad. That makes us look bad. Yada yada yada. Um, and they don't take into account the fact that Brandon Fraser actually spent months prepping for the role. Like he actually apparently saw like a dance specialist to figure yeah. out how he'd move in the suit, and it was a three hundred yeah. pound suit. Bear in mind, which is yeah. not easy to deal with. Yeah. Um. But through all of that, yeah. So there was some controversy as far as them feeling like you're presenting the old stereotype of sad fat people. What do you think? And again, that th- those are headlines from the New York Times, uh, from Time Magazine and NPR Culture section. So yeah. thoughts, well, what do we think about this? So I think uh, there was a quote that Aronofsky said that said, uh, you know, from the beginning of history of acting, actors have used makeup to 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 represent a character. So like, this is not, I don't, I don't think it was bad that he used the fat suit. Like, I don't think that was bad. Um, I think the movie is about empathy and about learning learning how it works and how presenting it and asking you to feel for this character. And I think the movie excels in that part. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's, I I, I don't think that controversy is much, carries that much worth. Um, I think Brendan Fraser prepared the fuck up, the fuck up for this role. Like he showed up every day, like wanting to give the best performance that he could. And I think he succeeded in that. Uh, I will agree on a comment you said earlier that I don't think this is a great movie, but I think it's a great performance in inside of the movie. Both him and Hong Chao, like Hong Chao, also like I think balances a lot of the comedy and 
and uh, relaxes the movie a lot. It's like in a horror movie when you have like a couple of minutes of comedy to like fucking relax your shoulders a bit. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't agree. No, not on this one. And uh, you know, I'm usually like the one who's focusing a lot on that. But uh, while it is true that you can make a movie about uh, an obese person having a good life and 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 and, and happy, um, I think you can make a movie about that. But I think this movie like required this to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think it's trying to portray all all obese people as as, as sad and saying this person. And here's my my controversial take is that I think that Charlie Charlie is a victim, like uh, like because I, I I spoke to some people who were who are like I mean it was exasperating that he just would not get up and like work out and like decide to eat healthier like why wouldn't he do that I'm like because he's a victim like he was put in this position by every bad thing that happened to him, um, mm. and you can call him selfish you can call him uh well. Why did he choose? Like this was all caused because he left his wife for another man, and you cannot excuse cheating. Like you can't, but and he and this should be the conversation point of the movie. Like he left his wife because he didn't love her. He left her because he was in love with this other guy, and that, like in his mind, is like yes, it is selfish, but like for like first time in my life, I'm thinking about me, and. There is like a perspective where you can see that as like heroic or or something, but he did he didn't know where his life was gonna go. And like again, I'm not excusing his actions. I'm saying the conversation should be there instead of like, is this fat phobic or is this um or 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 where? Um that's where I think the conversation should be. Sadly, I don't think it's gonna go there like at any point. I think that was the whole point of the movie to show how he is like the victim to every thing that is happening um, because he chose himself once uh, and how the movie, I think is trying to show how he gave himself, like he put himself first for once and like everything just came back to attack him. Um, so I think that should be the point of the conversation, but mm-hmm. no one is talking about that. So, you know, like I, I guess we'll just talk about everything else. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What, what what was your take on it? Uh, a couple things. Um, yeah. I guess let, we'll start with Charlie. I'll start with Charlie then. Um, I felt, em, yeah, empathy for him. Um, different take, honestly, though. Like from what what you were saying, I didn't consider the fact that he chose himself once and everything came back to bite him in the ass. I kind of just looked at it as a man who was on a journey and never, not everything worked out, you know, the way he was hoping. It was a tragic, uh, a couple of tragic things that has happened to him. You know, his, the man that he loved, you know, died of suicide. And he, he tells his sister, he tells his sister at one point, I thought loving him was enough. And that hurts. And me, and I think there's some guilt there. There's a lot of guilt because Charlie even tells his daughter, and well, trust me, we'll get to the fucking daughter. Um, that uh, he was always big, but it got out of control after his husband committed suicide. Um, You know, and it's hard to hard to really come down on him for that. And the thing is, he also he knows he's dying. He's well aware. He knows he's going to die and he's okay with it. He just wants to die on a good note, I guess. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Does he is he atheist or does he hate God or does he just get annoyed by that one dude who comes in? Uh, what's his I name? think he just Thomas. I think I think he just he gets annoyed and that that's fair. Uh, small parenthesis, but did you recognize that kid? Uh, Thomas. Yeah, I did <laughs> not. He's the insidious kid. Really? Yeah, that's him. Oh shit! He's also Harley from uh, from Iron Man Three. Yeah. Huh. He's he coming also, back for for Insidious: Fear of the Dark. He's also the uh, the younger brother in the Jurassic in Jurassic World. Huh. Okay. He grew up, I guess. Good for him. Yeah. That's weird. Um, yep. The last kid, and oh, he was also in the Nice Guys. Okay, so this kid's building out a good track record for himself. Then good for him. He's working with good directors, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's him. Uh, uh, so representing the younger cast is going to be him and Sadie Sink, which we might as well get get to this. Um, so Sadie Sink, you know, we know her from Stranger Things. She was really good in the uh, the First Street. Remember the First Street? The First Street uh, trilogy? Yes, sir. Yeah, she was really good in those. So I think she's starting to build up as like a really good actress. Uh, I'm liking uh, like all the facets that that, that 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 she's giving us, and I'm sure she's gonna grow up to have a great career. Uh, and g- good to know that she can play a bitch well because I wanted to kill this kid. I'm uh, not gonna lie to you, I had a different take on her. Go. Okay, look, I'm not saying she was a good. She's not great. Yeah. She's not. She's a very mean kid. But fuck, where do I start? I knew kids like this growing up. I was very good friends with a girl like this growing up, who was one of those girls that was just really socially awkward. So in order to close the gap, she was very loud, uh, somewhat obnoxious, strong personality, person that got like one of those people. You look like you got something to say. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you sure you want to jump in on this? No, no, no. no. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, okay. So, yeah. so, in seeing her, I understand why people will like dislike her. I don't blame them. But when I see her, I feel more sorry for her than sad, for, than angry at her, because she and she lashes out and she says the ugly truth that most movies won't let their protagonists go through when she says. I'm not mad that you left mom. I'm mad that you left us. You never came to see me. You never did this. You never, you could have tried harder. And it's true. You let, you walked out on us when I was eight years old. You live in the same fucking town and you never made the effort to come see me. You never made the effort to be the dad that I needed. That's why I hate you. I don't give a shit that you left for a man. I give a shit that you left and never cared about me or tried to help mom. Like at one point, I think she says we needed help with the bills. Yeah. We needed your help and you didn't do anything. And Brandon Fraser's character kind of pauses for a second. He apologizes because there's not really a comeback for that. Yeah. Like there isn't. And it, fine, you fell in love with your student. Fine, you left. Fine, you did this. But you abandoned me. And I hate you for that. And I can't blame her. Yes, she has a strong personality. Yes, she lashes out. I'm not excusing her lashing out. But and I don't excuse her drugging him because that could have killed him. Oh yeah. But um, 
there's some light in there because what happens? She records uh, Thomas, sends it to his uh, church, and gets him brought back. And she didn't. She didn't know if he would be allowed back or not, but she just put in the effort. How much effort does it take to track down someone, send them the audio, and explain the situation? She yeah. had. She owed him nothing. He was a perfect stranger, and yet she went out of her way to help him. There's some good in there. She's so just... you th- wait, 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 wait. So, 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 sorry, so, so, you think that when she sent all that to the church, she did it to help him? I think she was well intended. Okay, because the way I interpreted was she did that to hurt him, and it just kind of backfired into like a good thing. No, I mean Brandon Fraser even says like she she's trying to be a good person. Really, because the way I saw that was he thinks that because he cannot for his life think that his daughter is evil okay uh it's like it's like that skit of the villain and the superhero when mm-hmm. the villain like like kind of punches him and like he gets hit in the back and then the, the superhero just goes you fix my shoulder like like oh, thank you <laughs> yeah like like that's the way that i saw it like the way like uh charlie is so has tunnel vision like he cannot for the life of me think the life of him think that uh ellie it's her name yeah that that ellie, ellie like would have bad intentions uh and that it, and that her trying to just be mean like kind of backfired like that's the way that i saw it uh mm-hmm. which kind of added to the tragedy um but i can understand why it's seen because that's what he sees mm-hmm. yeah because like because like she would come in insult him insult his weight insult his house insult his lifestyle and then he and then he would just be like she's amazing you know May I think you are right to some degree he does have tunnel vision again she ain't no saint but I've seen people who lash out like that because they're very emotional and they're hurt and again that's not to excuse her behavior I thought what a little bitch when she said like you're disgusting you look disgusting yeah but it's because she's an angry kid who's never processed her emotions when you yeah. part of growing up is learning how to talk about your problems and your issues and being like hey you hurt me xyz unfortunately he doesn't get to live until she's in her mid-20s sees a therapist and says hey dad i hate you because of this but i want to try to forgive you yeah. unfortunately he didn't live that long he had to deal yeah. with teenage anger uh ellie yeah um, and uh and and it's and it's interesting like absolutely like i i am not excusing what she said and of course i know what it's coming from i know it's coming from a place of like trauma response and and and, and everything but from a very objective standpoint i want you to consider this this girl had no friends zero mm-hmm. friends and she posted a picture of of this guy saying when this guy dies hell is gonna have like a grease fest she posted that on facebook where she has no friends she posted that just to have it like outside in the world where no one was gonna see it she just wanted to post it to post it like that's some evil shit you're not you're not wrong but also i i will counter with this you're right she has no friends why well i assume all the kids made fun of her growing up because your dad left your mom. What's wrong with your mom? You freak. Why are you a freak? Yeah. Your dad's gay, but he had you. I, and I'm I'm not saying that that's good. Okay, I'm saying the kids yeah. are vicious little shits. Yeah, and they ridiculed her. So she's I, I've seen that archetype before. 
She's... Yeah, no, no, no. And like, I completely understand that a kid like this would exist. Yeah. And uh, and like, I understand <clears throat> what led her to exist. Mm-hmm. But you know, let's be objective for like one second. What a little shit. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I agree. Fuck, yeah. I agree. She is yeah. a little shit. I, I yeah, like, 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 sure. We'll come back to the empathy and everything. But my God, what a little shit. And uh, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like, I. I don't know. How do you get to that point where you're like that fucking evil? Uh, oh, like dude, it was yeah. kids are kids are bastards. Kids are bastards. Ah, I know. <laughs> oh. I know. Okay, uh, but yeah, so she's there. Uh, we gotta talk about Hong Chow, uh, who plays the uh, the the uh, who plays Liz. Um. Hong Chao, she was really good in the menu, which we just, which we saw last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had probably my favorite line delivery of the year, which is when, <laughs> when, uh, when she's just passing out the plates, and the tech bros start telling her like, uh, "Hey, what? When, when they get the, the, the tortillas with the with, with the printed receipts?" Yeah, and 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 he goes like, "What are these?" And she just goes, these are tortillas. It's like, no, no, but like, what are these? And she just goes, these are tortillas. Tortillas deliciosa. <laughs> she's great. Anyway, oh, she's... she was in Watchmen. <laughs> oh, was she? In the show? She, Lady Trio? She was uh, Azamandia, Azamandia's daughter. Oh, cool. Huh. Um, yeah. And, anyway, she's she was really good. And she's nominated for an Oscar, so good for her. Even though she says she doesn't care, <laughs> um, she's up for yeah. an Oscar. Come on, she's up for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she was really good in this. I think she brought. There was a there was a moment where uh, I think the whole theater fucking relaxed for a second, which is when she brings him the wheelchair, and uh, and he like st- stands up and like turns around and starts going back at it, and she just goes beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> like I think like. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was for you, but I saw it in like a pack theater, in mm-hmm. a super pack theater where like when I, when a movie ended, I turned around and everyone like a few people were crying, yeah. and I felt like a huge release when the movie ended. Like I feel like the movie ended and everyone exhaled. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went to see this with a couple of friends and we were kind of late to the movie. Like we arrived and the, and the trailers were already starting, mm-hmm. and we were like, should we get should we get like a should we uh, get to the movie like a little later but we get to like coming with food and we and, and then i went like you know what we'll just we'll just have dinner like or like come, coming out of the movie and they were like okay so we just like went in the movie ended and it's like is anyone hungry no 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 <laughs> like i legit like i ate after the movie like for the next few days because i had to but i wasn't hungry you didn't enjoy your meal no it's not that they didn't enjoy it i just i ate out of necessity not of hunger and uh yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think Hong Chao like relaxed the audience a lot. Uh, she was both uh, dramatical and like also like a little funny. Uh, so I think she she worked uh, the part well. Uh, the reveal that she is the sister of uh, of Charlie's uh, boyfriend uh, mm-hmm. helped connect. I think a lot of the a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, Liz, she was a breath of fresh air. Definitely, she was every time she was in the room. Um, she also had the attitude. She was also like that friend of the nice guy who's like, "Fucking hurt him, I'll kill you." Like she was that person. Um, <clears throat> there's a really sad scene that 
my to me at least was like the second saddest part when she's like god damn it you're doing this to me too yeah uh because she, she even says like i can't get you to st- like to go to the hospital and like be better and then there's a moment where like he reveals how much money he has in the bank the yeah. 120 grand she's like i walked out in the cold to get you your groceries you son of a bitch when my yeah. truck was broken down he was like i offered to i offered to fix it and she's like you didn't tell me that you had that much money like i thought i had what did she say she's like i thought you had like 500 dollars, and that's it uh, yeah i thought you had like 100 dollars. yeah so uh, charlie again is he's not a perfect guy by any stretch of the imagination is he a perfect guy yeah um his priorities are just way off yeah so it's just god damn it um yeah but but anyway um i want to talk about this uh, this what's the term if hypocrites yeah not hypocrite yeah okay if hypocrites had a if the word hypocrite had a character it would be thomas oh definitely this little son of a bitch who yeah let's let's let, let's get into it which uh hey by the way in the original play he was a mormon <laughs> and i wonder why they didn't do that in this one uh they changed it to like a fictional church i guess um and take the shots at the mormons why not <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly kidding mostly am i um but yeah so tom is the son of a bitch who smokes weed steal stole from a church smoked weed stole from a church ran away um and somehow see fit to judge someone just because they are gay yeah like okay which is you know religion in a nutshell yeah God damn. No, that's religion in a negative way. God, like <laughs> the, the, these people make Christians and Catholics look bad. Because in reality, it's like be good, pass it on. And then you have these fucks like this guy and, and Joel Steen that are like, but I'm better than you. That's literally not the way he worded it, you fucking asshole. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about this son of a bitch named Thomas who did not deserve that happy ending? Well, yeah, so he shows up. He thinks he, what he thinks, like he, he is, he claims to be in a mission. And I like how uh, Ellie kind of reads him completely and is like, You're lying. You're not with them. You have this like high morality, God complex thing going on. And you think that you can help when clearly you're just making everything worse. And I like that he gets read like that. Like he gets completely shut down. But of course, uh, when it comes to a lot of religion perspective, or like people who are blindly following a religion, and this thing, this this tend to happens a lot. Um, what ends up happening? They see everything good as a sign of God, and everything bad as well. That just the way the cookie crumbles, and it's not fair. Um, so yeah, he was an infuriating character. Like I was infuriated with like here's how bad. No, no, not 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 that because of because and this is not on the actor. Like the actor did uh the actors in the, in the whole movie are good. And they they're, they're, if you feel a way about a character, it's because they portray them correctly. Um but God, it was hard to not like wanting to choke this kid out. I ended up liking Ellie of how much I disliked him. Like if that makes sense. Um yeah. 
Yeah, have you ever seen Charlie Bartlett? Is that a show or a movie? Like I've heard the name. Uh, Older movie. Not. Charlie Bartlett. So great movie. I recommend it. It's like the original sex ed. Like, okay. like it was like a beta test. Because like he he was basically a therapist for high school kids. But he would okay. actually like get the drugs, break them, and distribute them accordingly to the kids that needed it. Like, hey, you need okay. anti-anxiety medication here. But the kids' parents couldn't afford to take them to real therapists, so he was the therapist. It has okay. Kat Dennings in it, and Robert Downey Jr. is actually in it, too. But, okay, okay. The, the point I'm bringing up is this. He's a character that's full of contradictions, but in the end, he has it where it counts when it comes to being a decent human being and caring about other people. Yeah. I thought that's what Thomas was going to be. I thought he was going to be this Christian missionary who smoked pot, who stole money, but who had it where it counts. I thought maybe he was going to tell Charlie at one point, like, you know, a lot of people who are who pretend to be Christians uh, say that homosexuality is an abomination. But I think treating people like less than human beings is the real abomination. You know, okay. I, I think like I, I wish he had gone in that direction and been more like pro. And like, I think that would have given like a cool character. Like, okay, we have this dude that's a contradiction, but he has it where it counts versus this little bastard who feels the need yeah. to judge people that he has no business judging. Y- you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the character, but I understood why he was there. He was there to cause friction mm-hmm. uh, between him and the daughter and uh, Liz and uh just the outside world like it added another layer to him because the reason why the boyfriend killed himself is because his family like forced this religion upon him and like Liz explains it and goes like my brother was you know harassed and forced to be a part of this religion cult thing because because he was a cult like the way that they that they show it it, it seemed like a cult um and it destroyed him and it killed him. Uh, so it adds another thing to play out with Charlie's, let's call it like this. It's a misery. Like he's living in misery. And the fact that the same thing that took out his boyfriend, his loved one, uh, is now the thing that wants to save him? Like, no, it's, it is. It, it is it, it is a, how you put it? It's a... a Contradiction. It's contradiction, and it's uh yeah, and it is, and it was there and it caused friction because even my theater was like was like foaming at the mouth like when and whenever he talked, it's like what a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, um, but it was there and it was present, and well, we saw how it ended up playing out, and of course he got a happy ending. Fuck him, and uh, uh or maybe I mean, he went back and they beat him. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, hopefully, yeah. get get the belt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what do you, and and what do you think about how this connects to the ending? Because uh, this guy is talking. This this kid is talking about how oh, it's gonna like the end is coming, and I just want to I I just want him to be saved. I want him to be saved. And then the movie ends with like Charlie finally like standing up and walking towards his daughter, listening to her read the. Uh, middle Dick. school book report about Moby Dick, uh, which is not that. Here's the only thing that I don't think works about the movie, and uh, you can say that it's part of his tunnel vision, 
That report fucking Ah, <laughs> uh, like, uh, like it's more of a letterbox review than anything. Like it's barely, it's barely a couple sentences, and uh, but it inspires him, I guess, uh, to like move and stand up. And then we have this scene where he like floats up into the sky, and the movie kind of ends. Uh, do you think that's like the end? Do you think that's like a representation of what Thomas was talking about, about how that is like the end of the world and Charlie gets saved by the end? Or do you think it's just like just visual nonsense? I think it's like the ending of Birdman. Okay. Like where like at this point he's dead. Like he did not float up. I don't even know if he stood up. It's possible that as she was reading to him, he was dying and he was losing consciousness when he started standing up. And then him going to the light is him going. And I know some people's interpretation of the afterlife is you get to relive your happiest moments. Uh, And I mean, the movie technically ends on a happy memory of him with his family visiting uh, the beach. Yeah. So maybe that's what that was. I could be wrong. Um, No, what about you? Like, do you think he actually stood up? Like, what do you think of the ending? I also compared it to like the Birdman ending. But compared to that, I really like the Birdman ending because I think it's way, way more, um, like in anyone's minds. Uh, like it's completely, it's way more up for debate. Mm-hmm. This one, I think the either two things is either it's like Birdman or it is like the end of like the world, like it is the rapture and he gets saved by the end. Mm-hmm. Um. I think there are several options there. I think that it, it would be interesting to debate them. Because um, it would depend. Like, it would depend. Like, does he, like, following this, like, punishment thing, like, does he get saved because he felt bad at the end or not? Or is it, like, I don't know, religion is flimsy. Because uh, apparently you can be an asshole throughout your life. And if you ask for forgiveness by the end, you're pretty much cool. So, I yeah. don't, I don't think it works. I hope there'd be a response or an answer. Like, okay, I hope. Yeah, um, which I don't. Or you can say it like me, where I think the afterlife is just like a big garden with a big pool and a bunch of puppies playing in it. But you know, you can have you can have different different things. So you can have it like the ending of Clerks Three, which was fucking beautiful. Anyway, um, yeah. So we have this. We have an amalgamation here of several elements that work, and a couple that are. Very, very strange. I think this movie is worth to watch it for the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to watch like a bottle movie, I think this is like this is a good one. I would be interested to watch the play just to see how that plays out. Ha <laughs> Um, but I, <laughs> I just got that. I, I like, didn't even feel <laughs> uh, I didn't even feel bad. Like he he wasn't doing that much damage to himself. He was drinking diet Pepsi, he was good. Uh anyway. Right. You know, I think I just thought of the perfect uh, tagline for this movie. Okay. The most remarkably unremarkable movie you'll ever see. It's it's all right. It's an all right movie, I guess. God. But I mean, it was not... So it wasn't nominated for screenplay. I want to be very clear about this. It was not nominated for screenplay, picture, or best director. It was nominated for three things. Best actor, mm-hmm. best supporting actress... And makeup, which I don't think it'll win the makeup. I'm not going to lie. 
I think that belongs probably to either All Quiet on the Western Front or Elvis. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow, actually, because the Oscars are tomorrow. So, okay. Ooh, did did you watch uh, All Quiet on the Western Front? No. You know what? I ended up not watching it and deciding to that, that it's okay if I don't watch it. It's fine. Let's see. What about Triangle of Sadness? Uh, I think I might watch that tonight, actually. Fair. Women Talking? Ah, I also missed that one. It just got put in theaters here, so maybe I'll watch it after the Oscars. Uh, what if Women Talking wins Best Picture? Then I would kick myself for not watching it. It's gonna... Dude... You know what? Fuck it! Ah, should I just go watch Women Talking tonight? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, I wanted to watch Scream, so... Well, I watched it yesterday. Oof, shit, is it still playing today? I'm surprised Anna de Arms got a nominee for Blonde. Me too. That movie was criticized to shit. Well, I want to see it though. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. Ooh, it is playing today. How 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 long is Women Talking? Probably two hours, hour and a half. Oh god. We need shorter movies. Uh not gonna lie, I don't like the longer uh times if if uh, it's allowed to if it helps the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, an, an, an hour and 44 for women talking. Sign me the fuck up. Oh, then there you go. An hour and 44. Hell yeah. I might do that. I might do that today. All right. Um, Let's see. What else? What else can we say about the wheel? The wheel. The whale? Uh, it's definitely a movie that was made. Was it overhyped? I mean, I don't think it was overrated. I saw a lot of uh, critics say, like, this is a good performance inside of an okay movie. And I don't know. Do you want to do you want to hear my letterbox review? Sure. I wrote worst Pepsi commercial ever. Three stars. Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's also some KFC in there. Also, this son of a bitch. uh, Oh, there's a scene that we didn't talk about that. I was like, you assholes. So he's a reclusive uh, English professor, yeah, son of a bitch, um, and he goes on a he orders pizza. The pizza guy sees him and kind of gives him the reaction that he always thought he would get, which is like disgust, like oh look at you. So uh, Charlie goes on a really bad binge eating session, like yeah. eating everything in sight, and he emails his entire class list, just write something fucking honest. I'm like no more fucking this or that or rules or whatever. Just write something fucking honest, and he gets fired for it or let go. Like you went in a curse-ridden tirade at twelve o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so get out. Um, and I won't. So he says, but before I go, I want you all in the for the for the sake of honesty to see. And he he uses a video camera and he shows himself how he really looks. Yeah, and there are certain. And I was looking at, I was gauging all the reactions of the students. I was never looking at Charlie. I was looking at the rest of them. Some of them looked fine, like, okay, and, like, I don't care. But some of them were doing this with their hands of, like, oh, my God. And I saw one little bitch that took out her phone to try and take a picture. Yeah. I was like, you fucking animals. (laughs) You fucking animals. But, yeah, so that was the last thing I wanted to mention. The whale, what are your final thoughts? Uh, 
it's uh, if you're gonna watch like the Oscar movies, yeah, definitely watch it. Um, was there a lesson that we learned from this? Uh, be kind to each other, I guess. Empathy. Uh, empathy. It's always good. Uh, movies are empathy machines, as was uh, Roger Ebert once said. Um, I'm happy for Brendan. Like I'm happy for Brendan Fraser. Um, you know, if you want to look at look at him from that aspect of like, you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, what a big comeback!" Uh, you want? I mean, why didn't everyone show up to watch him in Doom Patrol? He's right there. Um, they did, didn't I'm they? Like, uh, a good chunk of people. Jimmy is a big fan of Doom Patrol, and uh, he told me that he's been rooting for Brendan ever since. Um. I like him. Uh, I'm glad. I hope he gets that Oscar. Honestly, I think it's gonna be between him and Colin Farrell. I'm gonna be very pissed if uh, if uh, fucking Elvis wins it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be really freaking pissed. Um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 good. Like it's a good movie. I gave it. I I, I gave it three out of five stars. Let me see here. I think it does its best with what it's trying to do. It's good intention. I, yeah. I think C plus. A plus performance from Brian Fraser, but it's not it's a remarkably unremarkable film. Like that's the only real way that I can I, I can you know sum it up. It's remarkably yeah. unremarkable. But I mean if it does it qualify as a comeback though, I feel like he's been doing better. Like between it Doom has. Patrol, uh Condor, between like he's done a few films. He's more notable now than he used to be. Yeah. He was gonna be in bad in bad girl before they cancel that shit. He was gonna be the villain also. Uh oh shit. He's also gonna be in Killer of the Flower Moon. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is. You know when it's uh, coming out? Uh end of the year, I think. It's gonna be an Apple TV Plus movie. Oh, uh, I think Martin Scorsese, yeah. Yeah. Uh I saw <laughs> My my favorite thing I saw about Brendan Fraser was that uh he was gonna have like an like a meet and greet, like via Zoom with some fans. Yeah, and it started, and he didn't realize that it started, and he's holding a Nintendo Switch and he's playing it. And then like, <laughs> Brendan, it started. He's just there playing. It's like, and then he finally noticed, like, oh shit, like it started. Like he like put it put it away. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Like, <laughs> well, I wonder what was he playing. I, I, me too. Like, like if I got to meet him, that would be like the first thing that I would ask him. Like, what were you playing? Please tell me it was Animal Crossing. Can I visit your island? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard. Oh, I see it. You know, I've actually heard. Uh, let's see. He doesn't have punch switch. Nah. Um, I heard that he's actually a very, very kind soul to everybody. Like, yeah. he's he's as nice of a person on and off. Oh, oh shit! You're gonna love this. He was playing uh, Zelda. Oh hell yeah! He was playing. I'm assuming it was the last one. The dude. It was with the fish guy, the red fish guy. Okay, yeah. The, the, he he it showed was, it like this, and it was that. Okay. Okay, so he was playing uh, uh fucking Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah, he was playing nice. Breath of the Wild. Nice. You, they should have him as a uh, spokesperson. Oh God! You you just reminded me of something. Okay, so go, going off on a completely different tangent. So you remember Robin Williams? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know his daughter is called Zelda Williams, right? I had no idea. So he named his daughter Zelda Williams after Princess Zelda. Yeah. And because uh, he, he loves Legend of Zelda, he loved Legend of Zelda, 
And years later, uh, like around when Zelda was like, I think 19 or 20 or something, uh, they re-released uh, Ocarina of Time, like the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. And they got the two of them to make a commercial for it. And uh, it's like a commercial where like the two of them are having dinner and they're showing like scenes from the game. And Robin Williams is like narrating it and going like, like, oh, for you, I would go to the four corners of the world. Like he's talking about like, like all the things that he would do in this big adventure. And then his daughter is like, are you talking about me? Or are you talking about the princess? And then he just goes like, hard to say, you're both so lovely. And it's oh. so, <laughs> it's a commercial for the game and it's so beautiful. And uh, after he passed away, they did like a little tribute to him. And so in Breath of the Wild, you can, you can find an NPC that looks like Robin Williams. And it's like, it's a little reference to him. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, gamers, they're just like us. Breath of the Wild, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, so also, the yeah, there he is. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The new cell, the, the sequel to Breath of the Wild is coming in May, and I am, oh God, I cannot fucking wait. I've I've heard it's gonna be a massive best-selling game, possibly game of the year. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got good games coming in. That's coming out. The Resident Evil Four remake is coming out at the end of the month. Uh, fuck and, the new, the, yeah. Very and here I am, that. here I am trying to order my old PlayStation Two games on eBay. Man, what? Nothing. You just. You should you should jump into this side, man. Become more of a gamer. I I don't have the time to be a gamer. I oh, also, 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 also. You okay? Bringing in a random. This episode has gone on way too long already. But you you texted me or like you audio voice messaged me about life is strange, and it didn't yes. go anywhere. Wow, oh, okay. where did that come from? Okay, wait. I need you to explain something to me. Just just tell me. It's fine. Yeah. So Nikki. Uh, we started playing Life is Strange, right? Okay. And she's the like, first one. Yeah, the first one. It, it's called Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, so it's the, uh, that's the third one. Yeah. That's the third one? Yes. So is, I didn't even know there were, I didn't know that there were versions. I just assumed like there were more chapters to it, like a Telltale game. Um. Yes and no. Okay. Life is Strange. Yeah. There was Life is Strange. Then there was Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is the prequel to the first one. Uh-huh. And then they did Life is Strange 2. Which was about two brothers, uh, and then Life is Strange: True Colors, which is the third Life is Strange game. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the first one is about the murderer, then. Yes. It's fine. You can just say it. Yes. Okay. So then, so to understand the whole thing, she would have to play the first one first, right? Like, what, what's the they're, time? What's the time? They're not connected. They're not connected. Well, like they exist in the same Universe. timeline, but they're mm-hmm. not. Like they'll have like references to each other, but you don't have to play the first one to get the second one, and so on and so forth. Okay, so then she should play Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm. She could play Life is Strange Two, and then True Colors. She can play it in whatever order she wants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she's look. We oh, we started playing. Uh, last thing, we started playing uh, a Wolf Among Us. Wolf. Oh, I haven't played that one. It's fucking great. It's an amazing detective game. I fucking love it. Oh, God, I've heard. Uh, 
Check it out. Oh, also, the team that made Life is Strange made another game. Uh oh, god, what was it called? It it, it was about siblings. Uh, god, take mm-hmm. me something. Uh, Mini ninjas. No. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, one second. Oh god, I it's it's gonna kill me if I don't remember. Uh, game, 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 game. Oh, twin mirror. No, oh Jesus Christ! Uh, it came out. It came out during the pandemic, and I played it then. Uh shit, 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 shit. One second, one second. Oh God. Uh, sorry. tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, yeah, and that I think came out. I think it was exclusively for like Windows and Xbox, and that's it. Uh, that one is fuck. That was hard. Uh, that was a well, not a hard game to play, but like. It was hard to live through. Like it's about trauma and like trauma. Very good game though. Uh but it plays like a life is strange game. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll tell Nikki about it. Because she wants she's the gamer of the two of us. And she wants to play more games, like good games. So I'm yeah. like, all right, let me let me ask. Yeah. All right. Uh yeah, no, if Life is Strange, the uh the true colors, yeah, that's about the girl that goes to like the little community camp. The mm-hmm. mountains thingy, yeah, right. That's her, yeah. Um, yeah, I have not played it. I, I, I only played the first Life is Strange, and I played a little bit of the prequel of Before the Storm. I never played the second one, sadly. Uh, I remember really liking the first one. Um, yeah, there. Okay. Well, fuck. Well, folks, that's gonna. I'm sorry for the weird tangents. We went on a lot of things. Uh, this was our review of the whale. The wheel. What did y'all think about it? Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Feel free to email us, tweet at us, on Instagram, whatever. We're 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 working yeah. to expand as best we can. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, that was the whale. Uh, this is the last episode we're gonna do before the Oscars, uh, which we might have something pretty special for that. We'll see if it all goes well correctly. We'll let you know. Please God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, that should cover everything. Thank you so much for joining us. My name was Chama. I've been Eddie. And this was the robot. Signing off with a reminder uh, to be diet, kind. Diet Pepsi's not better. Just drink water. Di- there he's it is. not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Bye, everyone.